Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. This This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. I'm surrounded by a plethora of magnificent cigars, specifically the January Officers Club selection of the La Gloria Cubana Siriar Esteli that will be my cigar of choice today, accompanied by a fine libation to keep me warm. A little bit chilly here in the Cigar City. And for the next two hours, lieutenants, we shall... Celebrate all things associated with the alpha male lifestyle. And at the same time, we shall take on head-to-head, hand-to-hand combat with the enemies of pleasure. Kathleen's, uh, Kathleen Sibelius, enemy of pleasure, will discuss her. We will discuss another enemy of pleasure here in the cigar and sunshine state of Florida. They want to increase our taxes. They want to make it harder to enjoy our cigars. They're coming after us. We shall not allow it to disrupt our lifestyles. Long ash greetings and salutations. A long ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. America's alpha male front and center and the foremost authority on the good life. We welcome you to the Cigar Dave Show. You care to join us? The nationwide cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open at 877-DAVE-007. That is 877 877- 328-3007. Email address CigarDave at CigarDave.com. Follow me at Twitter at CigarDaveShow, Facebook.com slash CigarDave. And be sure to check out the new and improved CigarDave.com. We have lots of show material. We have uh, an entire listing of all of our Officers Club selections, our litation selections that we have started as of January 1, so you can follow along, as well as download the Cigar Dave mobile app for both Android and the iOS platforms, so you never have to miss a minute of the Cigar Dave show. All the archives are available there as well as our podcasts on CigarDave.com and in the iTunes store. We make it very easy for you to enjoy the alpha male lifestyle. This week, big news in the world of spirits. As an American institution, the Jim Beam Company, Beam Brands, which makes many of the libations that we so enjoy, libations such as Jim Beam Bourbon, Maker's Mark, Canadian Club, Corbassier, Sousa, sold to a Japanese company, Suntory Holdings Limited, for $13.6 billion, with a B, 
They also make Knob Creek bourbon. They are the second largest distiller of American whiskey behind Brown Foreman Corporation. Now, Jim Beam, Beam Brands, was part of Fortune Brands, a conglomerate that also owned uh, Titleist and Master Lock before they they uh, uh, separated. The companies divest, well, not didn't divest themselves, but they basically did a split and uh, Beam Brands, I think about two years ago, is when they became kind of independent from the Fortune Brands umbrella. And I had a lot of emails and a lot of uh, emails as well as uh, Twitter messages saying, General, this is an outrage, a Japanese company coming and acquiring a company that is not only quintessentially American, but a spirit which is quintessentially American. And I have to agree. However, globalization and the acquisition by a Japanese firm of a an really iconic American company is something that we've seen over the last number of years. And I want to get into it, and I want to give you my comments about my thoughts on it. Uh, first of all, let's go. Let's look at why anybody would want to acquire Beam Brands. When you're talking about uh, brands such as Maker's Mark and Jim Beam and the large, the overwhelming majority of growth, not only in the United States, but across the globe with exports is American whiskey, specifically bourbon whiskey. You take a look at the increase. White spirits, vodkas, gins, been flat. All the growth the last two years has been primarily in bourbon. Now, we had a story a number of months ago about Maker's Mark, where Maker's Mark for 90 years has been made with a certain recipe at a certain proof, and Maker's Mark came out, part of Beam Brands, saying that they were going to adjust ever so slightly. They were going to dilute their bourbon ever so slightly. That wouldn't change the taste. It would change the the proof, the alcohol by volume content, slightly but not change the taste. Now, why did they do that? Well, they announced that. First of all, they didn't think they would get the backlash that they would. They got huge backlash, including from me. And I believe we were one of the reasons why Maker's Mark, very abruptly, after receiving a ton of emails and Twitter messages, they rescinded their decision. But why did they make that decision? Why would they want to even tinker and screw with something that has been so successful? I'll tell you why. Because they wanted to get more out of their current whiskey stocks, their inventory. If they dilute it ever so slightly, they can make more and sell more. And so when you're seeing all that growth, Beam Brands, a public company, wanted to be able to capitalize on that, which any company wants to do. I have no problem with a company trying to earn more revenue and bring more to the bottom line. What I do have a problem is when you screw around and try to mess with a product, something that for 80, 90 years people have been accustomed to, a certain taste that you have marketed over those years, and all of a sudden you want to change it and think that your diehard consumers won't pay any attention or will just let it slide, you're in for a big rude awakening, which Maker's Mark and Beam Brands received. So they wanted to try to increase sales. Well, Beam Brands was ripe for the picking. As a public company, they are traded in the public stock market. Anybody can come in and make an offer. 
And when the offer was made for $13.6 billion plus some assumption of debt, that represented about a 28% or 30% premium to what the stock was trading at. So, of course, the shareholders are going to say, hey, let's go with it. Now, do I think this is good for America? The answer is no. Do I think European companies and Japanese companies and Asian companies or German or any, any foreign entity owning our companies, do I think that's good? No. I don't think anybody runs American companies better than Americans. We've seen it in the cigar industry. We have seen European companies come in and take over General Cigar and acquire CAO and acquire Altatus, Davidoff, North America, owned by a European company, owned by which is a Swiss company based in Switzerland. We've seen that. We've also seen takeovers in many other industries. Now, here's something we have to realize. Unfortunately, many of the brands that we enjoy whether it is vodka, whether it is bourbon, whether it is a Scotch whiskey, a Canadian whiskey, a wine, those brands that are American iconic brands are owned by foreign companies. Diageo, which is the world's largest producers of spirits and, uh, and a major producer of beer and wine, is a British company based in the UK. What are some of their brands that you would be familiar with that have some American origins. Well, how about Bullet Bourbon? How about, and here's some Canadian uh, origins as well, Crown Royale, Seagram's. They own number one uh, wineries, George Dickel Bourbon. Now, they also own many other international brands as well, but those are either American or Canadian brands that have been in the hands of a British company. Let's look at Pernod Ricard, a French company, big manufacturer. They're number two behind Diageo. So what are some of the brands that they have that you may be familiar with? Well, most of their brands happen to be overseas brands, but they do own Seagram's Gin, which is a Canadian brand, and they do own Canadian Club Whiskey. They, uh, let's see... Uh, Correction, Canadian Club owned by Beam. But these multinational companies, these international companies acquiring and gobbling our brands. Now, there is one company that is still in the hands of Americans because it's a family-owned company that primarily derives most of their revenue from American whiskey and bourbon. That is Brown Foreman. Brown Foreman is not publicly traded. And they have some great brands, some brands such as Early Times, uh, a Kentucky whiskey, Gentleman Jack, Jack Daniels, Old Forster, Southern Comfort, Woodford Reserve, American family-owned company. Not subject to takeover bids or uh, unsolicited offers in the public market. Same thing, if you take a look, the, the libation I'm going to enjoy today is a Bacardi rum, an eight-year uh, rum. Bacardi happens to own some uh, major international brands. They own Grey Goose that they bought for a billion dollars, a great acquisition. They also own a number of other brands that you may be familiar with that you have absolutely no idea are owned by Bacardi. Now, would I love to see all American brands owned by Americans? Yes, 
But unfortunately, a number of years ago, and this is under Republican presidents as well as Democrat presidents, and this goes back to Clinton and George Bush, they encouraged a weak American dollar. And when we have a weak American dollar, it's great for our exports because we are running huge trade imbalances. And I'm not going to get into a financial discussion, although I could, without any hesitation, and I could make it sound very simple. But for the sake of time, let me just simplify it. We had a weak dollar, meaning that our currency was cheap relative to other currencies. At one time, about four years ago, five years ago, the euro was traded at one euro, 1.8 euro to the dollar. So for every one dollar, that was worth 1.8 euro. So imagine if some European company came over and said, okay, American company, we want to buy you for a billion dollars. Well, when you're talking about almost a two-to-one currency uh, difference differential, it becomes extremely cheap for a European company to go in and buy an American company. Because if a company was asking hypothetically, let's just say, a billion dollars, the European company doesn't have to come up with a billion dollars because all of their transactions are in euro. So what they do then is essentially go ahead and convert their euro into dollars, and they're going to go ahead and buy that American company for like 250 million bucks. That's like if you could go and get a house that was worth $100,000, and all of a sudden, magically, your American dollar was worth way more. So instead of being worth a dollar, it's now worth a dollar eighty. Well, you don't have to come up with a hundred grand. You do the 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 uh, ex- the currency exchange. All of a sudden, you're coming up with two hundred fifty grand or two hundred forty grand, whatever it is. You're getting that on sale for almost seventy five percent. It was ridiculous. Why did all these European companies buy American cigar companies? Why did other European companies acquire other American companies? Because it was cheap for them to do so. We let. We let foreigners come into our country and essentially buy our country because we had American presidents that didn't didn't give a damn about the long-term implications, Republican as well as Democrat. So therefore, the iconic American brands that we know no longer in the hands of Americans. Now, this Japanese company is now catapulted from number 15 in the worldwide spirits uh, business to number three. Number three because of the acquisition by Beam Brands. Now, they have stated the company Suntory Holdings, which is uh, controlled by a Japanese family, billionaire Japanese family, they have stated that American management will stay in place. Let me tell you something about acquisitions. In the overwhelming majority, I'll tell you 80% of acquisitions, the acquiring company can't help themselves but to get involved on the in the American company and screw it up. They buy it because it's successful. But I'll guarantee you that you'll have some Japanese guys coming over here and bowing and bowing nonstop incessantly, going, konnichiwa, konnichiwa. And they will be telling the American executives, we want you to do this, do this, do this, do this. Let me tell you something from personal experience. If you ever have the opportunity to buy a company from a Japanese-owned entity or uh, Japanese-controlled company, buy it. Because what normally happens is the Japanese come in and they pay a big premium. They screw it up with their supposed quality circles and their great Japanese management. And you can go and buy it back for like 20 cents on the dollar. I've seen it repeatedly. 
It happens in real estate. It happens in sports. It happens in transportation. I've seen it over and over. The Japanese are not the great business people that uh, everybody thinks. Oh, quality circles. Oh, everything quality. Look at Sony. Sony, Japanese company, in the dumps. They're dead. Finished. Done. So anytime you have the opportunity to buy a Japanese company, go ahead and do it. Do I think there will be changes? Yes. Am I certain? No. Do I, am I displeased that another American brand is in the hands of a foreigner? You bet. You bet. Because I'm a patriotic American. I'd like to see us, for a change, running the show, not sitting and being acquired by everybody because we had presidents, Republican and Democrat, that didn't have the foresight to maintain a strong dollar. They took the short approach. And don't even get me started on Ben Bernanke. This clown, this son of a bitch, should absolutely be in jail. He makes Bernie Madoff look like an absolute business saint. Take that one to the bank. And if you ever want me to do a, uh, maybe I'll do a, 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 a after show on, on Bernanke and, and how these American presidents, both Republican and Democrat, have screwed the American economy and screwed the American people. That's for another time, another day. Lieutenants, when we come back, I can tell you one thing. I will be enjoying a spirit that is in the hands of an American family, the Bacardi family. I'll be enjoying for my spirit today some Bacardi años, uh, eight años, as well as my cigar litation ceremony stick, which will be the La Gloria Cubana Siriar Esteli, our January Officers Club selection. Stand by. The Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers continue. Have you seen the new CigarDave.com yet? Listen to the show, check out videos of the general, and sign up for the Officers Club. It's all available at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. I cannot tell you how many times lieutenants come up to me and say, General, I wish I could enjoy the same great cigars you get to sample before everyone else. Well, good news. For the last nine years, you've been able to do that. If you've joined my Cigar Dave's Officers Club, every month you will receive three cigars direct to your door shipped in a fantastic Officers Club custom Ziploc cigar pouch. Membership is $22.95 per month. There's no long-term contracts. You're not satisfied? You can cancel whenever you want. It makes a great gift for birthdays, holidays. In fact, 
I suggest you take an Officers Club membership and spoil yourself. Sample the gamut from mild to full, natural to Maduro, robusto to perfecto. The Cigar Dave's Officers Club has great cigars delivered to you every single month. Join today at CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club and enjoy great cigars. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. And every day our personal rights and privileges are being taken away by the federal government so we can enjoy what we love, our cigars. We introduce the freedom to celebrate all the time and energy spent in Washington, D.C. fighting for the rights of cigar smokers and against unfair tax and regulation. This cigar has a beautiful Oscuro wrapper that when combined with the variety of Nicaraguan tobaccos produces a rich, spicy flavor. The smoke of this complex cigar introduces spice with hints of sweet espresso and cocoa with a slight touch of oak and nut on the back of your palate. So celebrate life and protect your right by enjoying and reaching out for a Rocky Patel Freedom Cigar. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. the gates of pleasure. It's the General Cigar Dave. All right, let's take a quick call from Chris up in Virginia. I will delay litation to the bottom of the hour. Once again, uh, my own eloquence ran us long. So, Chris, you're up front and center. Welcome. Uh, First-time caller and uh, new listener, actually. I just stumbled upon your podcast, and I can't tell you how grateful I am that a show like yours exists because I'm kind of new to the world of cigars. And you just break it down and, and just you, you a tremendous amount of knowledge from your show. I really like when callers call in with the real basic questions and you just answer those because, I, like I said, I'm new to it all. And it's just fascinating to me. And thanks to your recommendations, I've tried some really nice cigars. I'm, I'm going into it starting with quality cigars and not starting with the, the crap at the bottom of the barrel, you know. Excellent. Well, Chris, you have a quick question because we're tight on time. Yeah, I do. Um, I My wife got me a humidor for Christmas, which kind of piqued my interest in the cigars. And uh, she got all excited, but she only paid $4 for it. And I don't feel that it has a very good steel on it. Okay, Chris, here's what I'll do. Stand by. I'm going to send you out some nice, uh, mild-bodied beginner cigars, some Gispers made in Honduras. And I'll talk about humidors when we come back. Chris, I'm glad you found us. We are all about... The alpha male good life. We do not apologize for being alpha males and enjoying the finest pleasures life has to offer. You can now listen to the show 24-7, both online and through the General's new mobile app. Go to CigarDave.com for details. Walk into a cigar shop, stare at hundreds of choices, and wonder as you take in the aroma. Go with an old standard or try something new? Lead or follow? That's the real question here, isn't it? Next time, choose to lead with a premium cigar from Royal Gold Cigars. 
Royal Gold Cigars introduces two exciting new premium cigar lines, Casino Gold HRS High Roller Selection and Kismet. Hand-rolled in Honduras with a blend of four distinct quality fillers wrapped in a rich Habano Rosado wrapper, the Casino Gold HRS is a medium-bodied cigar for high rollers who never gamble on flavor. For a robust option, try our bold Dominican Puro, Kismet, meaning destiny, a blend of six Dominican tobaccos. It's bold, smooth, burns evenly, and leaves a clean white ash. There, we narrowed the options. Lead or follow. Visit royalgoldcigars.com. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. Unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, I have a magnificent cigar that I will enjoy today. It is our January Officers Club selection. It is a beautiful stick. My good friend, cigar master and ambassador Mike Giannini of El Credito Cigar, the man behind the La Gloria Cubana Cigars has come up with some big winners the last number of years. I mean, I could go on and on. But the La Gloria Cubana Siriar Esteli capitalizes on the rich tradition of the Siriar that was launched about 10 years ago, the first really super big-size ring-gauge sticks. They were full-bodied, flavorful, very, very rich. Mike came up with some, uh, found some great tobaccos down in Nicaragua and came up with a Nicaraguan puro for this new Siriar Esteli release. And Esteli signifies where it is rolled. Esteli Nicaragua, first La Gloria Cubana Siriar that is rolled outside of the Dominican Republic. This is our January Officers Club selection. You get three humongous sizes. I mean, these things are absolutely massive. These are big cigars. They're beautiful sticks, I will tell you that. And the cigar that I, we, we gave a sample of each different size. Those that are members of the Officers Club got the number 54, which is 6x54. You got the number 60, 6x60, and you got the number 64, which I have in my hand, six and a quarter inches in length with a 64 ring gauge, suggested retail price, about seven and a half to eight dollars. It's a beautiful, magnificent cigar. Uses a Nicaraguan Jalapa Soul wrapper, a Nicaraguan binder, and it uses Nicaraguan Viso and Lajero filler tobaccos. There's no olor in here. This is all the heartier, rich type of tobaccos. They use a top priming, therefore you get a nice dark wrapper. 
It's rich. It's bold. It's spicy. This is for the connoisseur that wants massive flavor and spice. And that's what I will enjoy today. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Well, my single-edge, double-edge stainless steel guillotine is actually too small for this gigantic 64 ring gauge. Now, when we say ring gauge, what do we mean by that? We mean the diameter of the cigar expressed in 64ths of an inch. So this cigar, this La Gloria Cubana Serie RS Delay, has a 64 ring gauge, meaning it is 64 64ths of an inch. That is a one-inch in diameter cigar. It is massive. Now, I know there's a little math involved, but as alpha males and cigar connoisseurs, we can handle it. Of course, the taxocrats and the enemies of pleasure and the liberals, well, not so good at math, especially balancing budgets. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. In fact, if I had some of the enemies of pleasure right now, the taxocrats, I would take my beautiful litation device that I have right here. I would put them right on it. They're, they're derriere, and I would light them, and I would send them to the moon. But I will use my Cigar Dave signature lock and load as the four beautiful flames. This comes from the research and development labs here at CCRN. That's what I would use today. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Now, this is a huge cigar, so it is not going to be easy to cut. I mean, even with my cigar scissors... I'm going to have to do a second cut here, all right, and I'm just tapering it just above the shoulder. Don't want to take too much off, so I will now toast the foot of this massive stick. I mean, this thing at an inch in diameter at a 64 ring gauge is absolutely massive. It's going to take me a while to toast the foot of this cigar. Going to take my time here. Houston, we have a problem. My litation device is out of butane. But fear not, stand by, lieutenants. I always have a backup. As I go here to the I will go and get one of my other 10 lighters that are lined up. I have no idea. I must have grabbed the wrong litation device because they're usually all filled up, but I must have uh, picked the wrong one. It may have been at the wrong end. Where we line them up. Here we go. I will gently toast the foot of this cigar. I am now ready. Mmm. Beautiful. Nice. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Wow. That is a massive stick. I need something to accompany this beautiful La Gloria Cubana Serie R Esteli. Remember, it's a spicy, hearty cigar. I need something that's going to match up nicely. So, without any further delay. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. I'm opening a bottle of Bacardi 8 Años. Eight-year-old, beautiful rum. Now, I really have not enjoyed rum as a libation, as a libation uh, on the show. We're going to do a rum-tasting uh, maneuver show this year, later on in the year, probably in the spring. But there's some different types of rum. I mean, you can have your, from Bacardi, basically your basic Bacardi Superior, which is almost a, it is a white-colored uh, spirit. Very dry and subtle. Then you can go to the gold. You can go to the select. They've got the oak cart. But I've got the eight años. Now, why does this rum have a nice dark brown hue to it? Almost like a bourbon because, again, they're aged in barrels. When you age them in barrels, it's going to impart the color of the wood. Now, this has been aged for over eight years. 
Seven generations of Bacardi's making rum. This is a delightful sipping rum. Now, you could certainly do rum and Coke with this, but I think that is a waste of this beautiful spirit. If you're going to do rum and Coke, put any of the white rums. If you're going to do something that's going to be a little special, use a sipping rum. So I will pour a little bit of this into my little snifter. You can serve this cold. I like it just straight up. Mmm, wonderful sweetness on the on the nose. I'll take a little sip here. Wow. Woo! Little vanilla. Major warmth factor going down, but not too much. Mmm, little apricot. Nice fruity flavor with a little bit of sweetness. You just get a slight tinge of that sugarcane sweetness. And that is a beautiful accompaniment to my La Gloria Cubana Siriar Esteli. All right, litation, libation is complete. Now, we had Chris from Virginia that uh, asked us a question about the humidor seal. Now, he said that his wife went out and purchased a humidor for like four or five bucks. That concerns me. I don't think I've seen a good humidor for probably less than $30, $40. Now, you don't have to go out and spend thousands of dollars on a great humidor, but Chris brought up a very important part about humidors, and that is the seal. The most important element in a humidor is the seal. You don't want a warped box. You don't want something that's not properly sealed because then you're going to lose all that humidity. You will not be able to maintain the proper temperature and moisture content in your humidor. So it is key. It is essential that you have a great seal. It is also key that you have a nice cedar type of lining in that humidor. What are the traditional types of cedar? There is Spanish cedar. Brazilian cedar, and Lebanese cedar. Right now, the two most popular are probably Lebanese and Brazilian cedar. American cedar, way too pungent. I've had people saying, General, I'm going to build a uh, a, a walk-in humidor. I'm going to use American cedar. I stop them dead in their tracks. American cedar is great for cedar closets to repel moths. Our cigars... We don't want to have that mo- that that mothball, that cedar, American cedar type of aroma. We want that very subtle Spanish cedar. And the one thing about cedar, especially Spanish, Brazilian, or Lebanese, it is a very porous wood. So we have to treat that interior of the humidor properly. And Chris is going to probably now go out and get himself a new humidor. He's going to look for a good seal. He's going to look for the proper type of cedar. And anything after that is just window dressing. Now, there are humidor manufacturers that make humidors that are probably in the thousands. I mean, you're talking, I've seen them 5, 10, 15,000 for you know, a nice couple of hundred uh, cigar humidor. You don't have to spend that kind of money. There's no need. Now, are they beautiful boxes? Are they art pieces? Sure. But if you go out for anywhere between $50 to $150, $200, you get yourself a good humidor. I know that, uh, I believe, Diamond Crown... Uh, J.C. Newman distributes some humidors. They have their their Diamond Crown series. They've got their Craftsman's Bench. All very good, solid humidors that won't break the bank. In fact, I still have the original Diamond Crown humidor that Bobby Newman gave me about 18 years ago when they got back into the humidor business with Reed and Barton. That makes some magnificent pieces. But they've got their Craftsman's Bench. Very reasonable in price, and it will do the job. The most important thing, seal, cedar. Anything after that, 
is just window dressing. And do make sure you get the proper humidification device. I just mentioned Diamond Crown. They make a nice uh, humidification device. That's what's called a passive humidification device. Basically, you fill it with distilled water, and you just uh, monitor your temperature and your, your humidity, and you adjust the little louvers manually so that you release the amount of of, uh, humid- of humidity that's necessary. There's also called an active humidification device, the Cigar Oasis, which is also an excellent device. You put that in your humidor, you set it at the humidity you want, the relative humidity, and bam, the Cigar o- Oasis does the trick. It's like Ron Popeil. Set it and forget it. All options are good. The most important thing is that we want those cigars to maintain their 14% moisture content. So 70 degrees, 70% relative humidity, that should do the trick. And you want those cigars to properly age. So don't overstuff the humidor. If it's a 50-count humidor and you only get 40 cigars in there comfortably, don't think you got to overstuff them to get 50. You want air around to circulate around that humidor, around those cigars. You want the cigars to age, and you want what's called bloom or plume to be released. You want the oils to come to the top of the cigar. And if you see a light white dusting, dusting looks like a little talc powder on the, on the wrapper of the cigar, that means your cigars are properly aging. What's the optimal age of a cigar? Tough to say. Anywhere between 5 and 10 years. After about 10 years, they don't really age anymore. But can all of us really wait 5 or 10 years? Now, I did with my Partagas 150s that I enjoyed last week. Those now are, let's see, are about 18 years uh, of age with a 22-year-old wrapper. So that wrapper is now almost 40 years of age. And it is a beautiful cigar. But I will tell you, it is very difficult to buy a box of cigars and say, great, I'm not going to touch these for 10 years. Cigars are meant to be enjoyed. Put some away, smoke some now. It's all about pleasure, enjoyment, no right or wrong. We just want to make sure our cigars are, they are works of art, so we want to make sure they are properly stored. Lieutenants, when we come back, we will go to the phones at 877-DAVE-007. That is 877-328-3007, bottom of the second hour. Dutch Mandel will be joining us from Auto Week magazine, the big Detroit auto show, all the new cars, the concept cars. We'll be talking about uh, some new sleds, new wheels, if you will, because let's face it. As Alphas, we enjoy not only our cigars and libation, but we enjoy planes, trains, boats, and automobiles. And we will discuss the big Detroit auto show that is going on right now with uh, Dutch Mandel, fellow cigar connoisseur, been uh, our guest many times. We'll talk with him. I've got the enemies of pleasure that we'll deal with. We have a lot going on today, lieutenants. Join us at 877-DAVE-007. Listen to Cigar Dave anytime, anywhere, with podcasts of the show. Download them through iTunes or visit CigarDave.com. If you love modern, full-bodied cigars, you must try the new Nicaraguan Puro from Romeo e Julieta. It's called RYJ, and it has critics raving. What makes it so special? Nicaraguan magic. Nicaragua is a mystical land with a magical climate for cultivating tobacco. The tropical sun filtered by billowy clouds, the soft rain, the diverse soils, all combine to produce tobaccos unmatched for strength and flavor. Handmade by skilled artisans, RYJ features a rare Nicaraguan Corojo Jalapa wrapper, 
available only to the makers of RYJ, a unique double binder of Nicaraguan Jalapa and Esteli tobaccos, and a savory blend of select Nicaraguan fillers at body and complexity, spicy and intense. These leaves are unequaled for both deep, rich flavor and subtle nuances. Taste the magic today with RYJ, the bold new Nicaraguan Puro by Romeo E. Julieta. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. If you're a lover of modern, full-bodied cigars, you're in for an awesome treat. Introducing Monte from Monte Cristo, a dynamic new cigar expertly crafted with not one, but two binders. Bold, masculine, and totally unique. Monte's amazing flavor will knock your socks off. A rare Nicaraguan binder, selected for its spectacular taste and sweet aroma, provides the perfect complement to a spicy Dominican Olor binder. This innovative use of two binders adds strength as well as complexity, culminating in an unbelievably flavorful smoke. A rich, dark Ecuadorian wrapper and aged Dominican fillers add even more punch, ensuring a knockout smoking experience. Savor a modern legend today. Monty, double binder. Amazing flavor, great price. Visit us on Facebook and Twitter at The Cigar Life. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Alpha Male with Nads of Steel, the General Cigar, Cigar Dave. 877-DAVE-007, 877-328-3007. Email CigarDave at CigarDave.com. Follow me on Twitter at CigarDaveShow. Facebook, CigarDave. Let's say hello to uh, Mike in Houston, Texas. You are front and center. Don't mess with Texas. Long ashes, General. Back at you. I've, I've enjoyed smoking uh, Rocky Patel 12-year-old and, uh, and the 50th anniversary, but I find them a little bit too uh, full of flavor for my taste. Uh, what would you recommend as far as something that's medium? Not, not, not mild, but something more medium. All right. First of all, I would say in the Rocky Patel line, uh, I would say something that's on the medium side is the Zen by Nish Patel. Very nice uh, a Connecticut uh, a wrapper, Connecticut Ecuadorian wrapper. It's box press, a lot of flavor. It's a uh, it's a great cigar. I mean, I don't think you can you can go wrong with it. It's definitely going to be more on the medium bodied side. It's not going to be super full, but it's going to have a lot of flavor. As as Nish liked to say, it redefines Connecticut because many people think Connecticut is just super mild, and uh, this cigar breaks that. It's a little bit different. A lot, lot of flavor on that. So I would recommend the Zen. 
I would absolutely, another cigar that I would recommend that's on the medium, medium plus side that I think you can't go, ah, medium, the Rocky Patel Vintage 2003 Cameroon. Beautiful stick, okay. Cameroon wrapper. You know, other cigar that uh, that sometimes get lo- gets lost on the wayside uh, through the Rocky Patel line, which is a very, very nice cigar, also on that medium-bodied side, but with a lot of flavor, is the Nording. It's a very, okay. very nice stick. You can't go wrong. Uh, Eric Nording is uh, primarily a pipe guy, but uh, he and Rocky are friends, and they came up with a nice medium-flavored cigar. He reblended it repackaged it about three years ago and it is indeed a delightful cigar so any of those cigars you definitely cannot go wrong and there's another cigar that i would probably recommend uh which is the rocky patel burn which is going to be probably more on the well i like to think the burn is probably going to be more on the medium medium plus side uh, okay. That's another nice cigar as well. I would I would certainly recommend the the burn. Uh, there's two different varieties, but the burn that's available uh, nationally is a Honduran puro, and it's a medium bodied cigar with a lot of sweetness, little speeder, little spicy uh, notes on the palate. And uh, here's what I'll do for you: I'll send you out some of those burn by Rocky Patels to enjoy, because one thing about Rocky, he's got about 30 different uh, different brands within his Rocky Patel lineup, and there's something for everyone from mild, medium, full, super full. Great, I, I really appreciate it. I just had one quick one question. Uh, sure. Are are those cigars are that you mentioned are my price point is mainly in the uh, seven dollar and under range. Oh yeah, they're all there. Many of those are in the yeah, absolutely. The vintage is right about that seven dollar. I'll tell you, I'll give you another recommendation that's really going to be a great a great a buy that you can't go wrong, which is also from Rocky Patel. His Edge Line, which is about a five dollar five and a half dollar stick. I would recommend they've got the Rocky Patel Edge Light which is a nice uh, medium, mild to medium flavored cigar, which you can't go wrong with. And I would tell you that the Rocky Patel uh, Edge is going to be on me- the medium side as well. So the Edge Light or the Edge, both of those are in the five, five and a half dollar category, and you can't go wrong. But we'll send you out some of the burns by Rocky Patel. I know you'll enjoy them. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. Let's say hello to another Mike. This way we go Michael here in Tarpon Springs listening on 1250 WHNZ. Long ashes, General. Back at you, Michael enjoying the show hey just a couple quick things one cigar oasis your recommendation uh outstanding recommendation i actually had two of them and two of diamond crown digital hygrometers that the oasis works fantastic probably three four weeks between the times i have to fill up the uh insert there and it comes already pre-filled so but it keeps my humidity just perfect i've been fighting with that for 20 years so that was a great recommendation appreciate it glad that they worked Uh, out for both uh, on both counts Pardon me? Glad they worked out on both counts, both for the Cigar Oasis and the Diamond Crown uh, humidification device. Well, you are the general for a Well, that's that's true. That's why we're not a uh, uh, you know an amateur ranked private here. There you go. Uh, I just wanted to ask you a question. I've been smoking cigars for 20-some-odd years, and for the past at least 10 to 15 years, I've pretty much smoked medium full to full. I mean, uh, like the... Uh, uh, Nimish's Thunder, you know, is one of my favorite cigars, stuff like that. In the past six months, all of a sudden, I have those aren't tasting as good to me, not the Thunder specifically, but anything that's kind of medium full to full. And I find my palate craving more of the, you know, the, like the Rocky 1999 or uh, Reserva Royale, that kind of a flavor. And I, I'm kind of sticking with that. And I'm not sure if something 
you know, something I ate for a long period of time or what caused it. But have you ever experienced anything like that? I have not, but I think our palates develop where sometimes we want something that's going to be a little bit more flavorful. Now, let me ask you this. You said, your last statement, you said that you liked the Romeo Reserva Real or you found that they weren't flavorful enough for you? No, I, I have been gravitating more towards the more mild. The milder. Cigars. Okay. Well, you know what? Maybe your palate is such developed that you find, and we, this goes, listen, we had a, a period in the world of cigars where everything coming out three, four years ago was super full, super flavorful, super, super strong. And I think, and I know one thing, I got tired of smoking cigars that were just too overpowering. It's kind of like, you know, a libation. Do you want a libation every day that's going to be super full? No, sometimes you want a libation or a food that's going to be on the milder side. Same thing with cigars. And maybe what's happened is you started smoking cigars that were fuller and fuller flavored, and you found that you weren't enjoying them. So what happens? You went back to a taste profile that you enjoyed. The Romeo e Giulietta Reserva Real is an outstanding cigar. I don't care if it's you like mild, medium, or full. It's very well made. There's It is mild, but there's a lot of flavor. So if you enjoy those milder cigars, then by all means, stick with them. And here's what I'll do for you. I'll send you out a cigar that I think you'll enjoy. If you like that Romeo and Giulietta Reserva Real, I'll send you out some Monte Cristo Whites. We talk about Monte Cristo. We're talking about the best of the best. These Monte Cristo Whites also use a Ecuadorian wrapper. Beautiful sticks. Michael will send those out to you. And I'm glad that you are enjoying the cigar experience and that you're allowing your palate to develop. There's no right, there's no wrong. There's only one constant, and that is you enjoy. Whether it's cigars, spirits, diversions, or the alpha male lifestyle, it's all about pleasure and enjoyment. Lieutenants, we'll take on those enemies of pleasure around the corner as our number two of the Cigar Dave Show is next. This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, thoroughly enjoying my La Gloria Cubana Serie R Esteli. I have my Bacardi 8 that I have just put into a snifter. I uh, had it uh, neat for the first go-around, round two on the rocks. Mmm, wonderful accompaniment to my beautiful stick. And, lieutenants, I would say that we have all the makings of an afternoon filled with alpha male pleasures. And later on in this hour, we'll be joined by Rob Mandel of uh, AutoWeek.com and AutoWeek Magazine as we talk cars. One of alpha male's most exciting topics. We love to look at them, we love to ride in them, we love to buy them. We'll talk to Detroit Auto Show, see what's new and exciting in the world of cigars, and we'll take on the enemies of pleasure because we are all about enjoying the alpha male lifestyle. Warning. Warning. We have reached DEFCON 1. Civil rights have been breached. Congressional insurgency has begun. 
Stand by to enact countermeasures. We have major enemies of pleasure that are on our tail. First, we will talk about Kathleen Sebelius, the FDA, the Obama administration, and the taxocrats, because they are coming after us once again. To mark the 50th anniversary of the Surgeon General's 1964 report on smoking, Kathleen Sebelius and her enemies of pleasure had a ceremony yesterday, a public ceremony uh, that the media covered, and I want to just play some excerpts. Now, primarily, she was talking about cigarettes. And as you know, I have spoken many times on this show, I don't like the smell of cigarettes. I've never smoked cigarettes. I don't care to smoke cigarettes. They're totally different than cigars. Cigarettes are a nicotine delivery device. Cigars are not. Cigars are enjoyed for the taste, for the aroma, for the relaxation, the same way that we enjoy fine wine or fine spirits. If you want to get drunk, you're not going to go out and uh, buy a bottle of $100 or $200 um, Balvini uh, uh, 17. Just not going to happen. You want to get hammered, you're going to go out and buy yourself probably a bottle of Schlitz Malt Liquor Bull. That's what you're going to do. You're not going to go out and waste not only the money, but the wonderful taste and flavor of a fine spirit just to get uh, to get looped. Not going to happen. Same thing with cigars. You never see people running outside of an airplane or an office building to go light a cigar. Doesn't happen. Smoke for very different reasons. In fact, during the aging process, the fermentation process, the nicotine dissipates from the cigar tobaccos, whereas with cigarettes, they use a flu-curing method. They retain the nicotine. Very different, night and day. So she was primarily talking about cigarettes. However, we as cigar connoisseurs are in the crosshairs. This is Kathleen Sebelius yesterday praising her boss, Barack, Marxist socialist Obama. And I would argue as... Cecilia has already said that no president has ever been as committed to ending the epidemic of tobacco-related deaths as is President Obama. Here's my question. Who is the nation's nicotine addict-in-chief? That would be the president of the United States, Barack Obama. Now, accordingly, people have said, oh, the president has quit, doesn't smoke. We don't know that. And we also know that the lamestream media is not going to report it. Now, if President Bush or President Reagan, or any of them were cigarette smokers, I will guarantee you it would be on the news incessantly. What a terrible example he's setting. It's just horrible that our nation's president, our leader, is setting such a terrible example for our nation's youths. I assure you, we would see it on BS, NBC, every single night. Barack Obama is a cigarette smoker. He hides it. In fact, I know somebody here in the Cigar City during the campaign who said on multiple occasions he was at a fundraiser, and of course that's when he basically was rooked into believing that Obama was a different type of leader. Didn't realize he was going to be a Bolshevik socialist. But he said Obama went out on the balcony three, four times to take cigarette breaks. Wasn't hidden. 
Now, of course, the press hides it. When they asked if he has stopped smoking, there was one interview a few years. He said, oh, I'm working on it, but never answered the question. Do I believe that he is still smoking? Yes. But I find the hypocrisy amazing when he's saying, we need to do more on the nation's youth smoking problem or the nation's smoking issues. It is absolutely incredible to me, the hypocrisy. So no president, according to Sibelius, has done more. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Because we now, as cigar connoisseurs, are in the crosshairs of the FDA. To me, the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, should be just that. Food and drugs. Cigars are not a food. Cigars are not a drug. But, back in 2009, Obama teamed up with Senator Ted Kennedy, taxocrat murderer Massachusetts, to ram through a law that would allow the FDA to oversee tobacco products, including but not limited to cigars. In 2009, the president signed landmark legislation into law that gave the Food and Drug Administration the authority to regulate tobacco products for the first time. And many of you in this room were involved in that effort for decades and decades. Could you stand up and be recognized? Because 2009 marked a new one. Stand up, please. Stand up, those of you. Yes, enemies of pleasure. Taxocrats, stand up. You losers, stand up. Stand up. The people that want to overregulate America. So 2009, Kennedy, who was a big champion, and of course, uh, Henry Waxman, who, don't even get me started on that Delta Bravo, they had it in their crosshairs. And in the legislation in 2009, it said that the secretary of the FDA could commence a proposed rulemaking that would allow the FDA and the, the Smoking Act to include cigars and that's exactly where we are at this point and it is ominous we are fighting the fda we are trying to get legislation through the house and the senate we've gotten a number of co-sponsors right now the prospects to get it passed don't know i have a feeling it probably will not be brought to the floor so at the same time the ipcpr the cigar association of america the cigar rights of america they're all meeting with the fda to make sure that our story is told that kids do not smoke cigars that cigars are different than cigarettes that big gigantic conglomerates do not control the cigar business are there some large corporations in the cigar business yes are they like Philip Morrison size, or are they like uh, 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 some of the Altria? No. Many of them, as we know, in premium cigars, are family-owned businesses, night and day. But Sibelius revealed exactly what they want for the upcoming year. Now, you will remember, before I play this audio cut of Sibelius, you will remember that back in... I want to say in 2008 or 2009, the cigar industry was subject to the S-chip tax. We always paid a tax, an excise tax. The excise tax, however, was relatively minuscule. The excise tax prior to March 31st of 2009 for large cigars, for our premium cigars was 20.7% of the sales price of the wholesale price, but not more 
than five cents per cigar. The exact number was 4.875 cents per cigar. Negligible. But in 2009, beginning in April of 1st, 2009, and you'll remember all the debate where there were some proposals in the House and Senate to have an excise tax of $10 a cigar. Then they talked about a dollar cap. Then they settled on a 52.75% tax. Huge increase. Not to exceed 40 cents per cigar. So the tax essentially for premium cigars went from 5 cents per cigar to 40 cents per cigar. An 800% increase overnight. Now you say, well, 5 cents to 40 cents, not a big deal. Well, it is, but specifically on mass market cigars, people that smoke non-premium cigars, that smoke the Swisher Sweets, the Havitampas, the uh, the Phillies, those cigars, the Antonio and Cleopatras, the Garcia Vegas, the tax went from 20% to 53%. It has hurt that industry. It's killed that industry. The Havitampa factory here in the cigar city of Tampa, 500 well-paid employees, insurance, benefits, pensions, Gone. Why? Because demand dried up. They didn't need two factories. Altada Cigar consolidated one down in Puerto Rico because they had more room. Gone. 500 jobs. And I get a kick out of when uh, the, the representative here in the Cigar City, Kathy Fidel Castor, who at the time said, I voted against it, then I voted for it, then I voted. She was all over the place. But at the end of the day, she voted to pass it. And she destroyed 500 jobs. Now, the cigar industry today is kissing her ass. Why? Because she's helping them with the FDA. She co-sponsored the FDA legislation. She's playing both sides of the fence. I don't trust her. I don't believe her. I will not support her. She screwed us back in 2009. And I know that many in the cigar industry have come to me and have said, General, you got to tone it down. She's helping us right now. Well, maybe so, but where the hell was she four years ago? She was nowhere to be found. If Nancy Pelosi had a bill in front of her that increased the excise tax on wines made in California and her district from 25% or 20% to 53%, I assure you she would have voted no. Kathy Castor could have and didn't did not when it came time to make a difference. So here we are. Today, we're funding the state children's health insurance program. We've never gotten a thank you letter or a thank you note from any of the government officials, never got a thank you note from any of the kids. We're funding these this program. We're funding it. And it's not really for children. You can be up to 26. Pregnant women can get on it. It's a joke of a program. But, of course, the Democrats and Texacrats will say, oh, this is helping the children. Well, if it's so important, why is the rest of the country not supporting it? Why is it on the backs of cigar connoisseurs? And cigarette smokers also pay a tax on this as well. Here's Kathleen Sebelius, what she is now proposing. We're in the crosshairs once again. Therefore, as part of the 2009 Children's Health Insurance Program Reauthorization, we brought the federal excise tax to $1.01 per pack. Now, this year's budget proposes to tack on an additional 94 cents. Now, if you think that we as cigar connoisseurs are not going to feel the brunt of that, then you are smoking the medicinal marijuana being doled out in Colorado right now. So here's what it was for cigarettes. It was 39 cents a pack before March uh, uh, before 2009. April 1, 2009 went to $1.01. One a pack. 
two and a half times increase. Now she wants another 94 cents. She wants to double it again. Now, if she wants to double the tax on cigarettes, I assure you, she will absolutely go for doubling the tax on our cigars. She will destroy the cigar industry. And I get a kick out of how they say that we don't want to destroy the, we, we want to lessen the tax, we, we want to lessen the incidence of people smoking. Okay, fine. Well, where are they going to get all the money from for all these government programs that our excise taxes are funding? Tell me where. They're going to be up you-know-what's creek. They all say on one hand, oh, we want to reduce it. But then on the other hand, because we're the evil ones, because we enjoy an occasional cigar, but then on the other hand, they say, oh, no, no, this is not about revenue. This is about cutting smoking. Fine. What if everybody stopped smoking cigars, cigarettes, pipe tobacco, anything tomorrow? What would happen? The government would be broke. These programs would be insolvent. Where are they going to go to next? Here's her last comment before I end up exploding on this Delta Bravo. The additional revenues would allow us to provide universal early childhood education to four-year-olds across this country while strengthening health and education initiatives for infants and toddlers. Let me play that one more time before I comment. The additional revenues would allow us to provide universal early childhood education to four-year-olds across this country while strengthening health and education initiatives for infants and toddlers. I see. So now... We are paying for the state children's health insurance program, and now we, as cigar connoisseurs, have to be responsible for yet another government program, early childhood education, so four-year-olds can get educated. Well, if it's so damn important, then why aren't the rest of Americans paying into this? Why not put a tax on toilet paper? Let's face it, every American uses it, every American buys it. Why don't we put a penny a roll Get your money that way. But once again, they're coming after us. And it's nonsense. And you have to wonder, first of all, this will be nothing more than a program to indoctrinate Obama youth. That's it. That's what they want to do. Let's get the uh, the, the four-year-olds and we can start o- a doc- indoctrinating them on Obama and socialist youth. That's exactly what it is. But they're coming after us again. We need to stand up and say, enough. Forget it. You want another program? You go pay for it. Pay for it privately. We cannot do everything. We're getting to a point in this nation where we as working Americans are nothing more than commissioned salespeople for the United States government. Obama and the socialists would like nothing better than for those of us that are hardworking and make a living to basically say, great, you work and we'll throw you back 20 or 25% of whatever you make as a commission, but we get the rest. And we're going to take that money so we can distribute it for the children, for the Obama youth, and for all the other deadbeats that sit on their lazy asses and do nothing. That's exactly what they want to do. Screw that. Want to know what's on the general's mind during the week? Interact with him anytime on Twitter at Cigar Dave Show. walk into a cigar shop, stare at hundreds of choices, and wonder as you take in the aroma. Go with an old standard or try something new? Lead or follow? That's the real question here, isn't it? Next time, 
Choose to lead with a premium cigar from Royal Gold Cigars. Royal Gold Cigars introduces two exciting new premium cigar lines, Casino Gold HRS High Roller Selection and Kismet. Hand-rolled in Honduras with a blend of four distinct quality fillers wrapped in a rich Habano Rosado wrapper, the Casino Gold HRS is a medium-bodied cigar for high rollers who never gamble on flavor. For a robust option, try our bold Dominican Puro, Kismet, meaning destiny, a blend of six Dominican tobaccos. It's bold, smooth, burns evenly, and leaves a clean white ash. There, we narrowed the options. Lead or follow. Visit royalgoldcigars.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. For both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of 6 to 7 distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. Lieutenants, I think those of us that are hardworking Americans have just about had enough of this administration and the taxocrats telling us that we're unworthy, telling us that we need to do more. This is nonsense. We do plenty. And we as cigar connoisseurs have funded the state children's health insurance program. But what do they want now? They want to come back for more. The enemies of pleasure never stop at just a small amount. They get their foot in the door get a little crack open, and then they wait for the right time, then they break it wide open. And that's exactly what's going on here. Now, 
I don't have time today to talk about uh, some legislation that's being proposed here in the state of Florida to enhance the smoking ban. But I'll talk next week about Florida Senator Rob Bradley. This guy is an absolute lying Delta Bravo. He's just reintroduced some legislation that I will talk about because he's last year he failed. Couldn't get an additional smoking ban, so now he's coming back and he wants just a smoking ban for outdoor parks. But I can tell you, if you believe that he's going to stop there or the enemies of pleasure stop with a little, you are sadly mistaken. The enemies of pleasure are the enemy. The only way we will win is getting dirty, getting nasty, getting vicious, and getting into bare-knuckle fisticuffs with these clowns. We have to take them on and win. Catch the Cigar Dave Show anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Available for Android and iOS. It is a real smoking app. Go to CigarDave.com for info. Listen up, all you cigar lieutenants. We've got your next set of marching orders. While it seems like everyone is busy trying to wussify America, there are still some who value the premium cigar good life. Head over to CigarMaestro.com, where you can learn directly from some of the most knowledgeable cigar experts in the world. The Grupo de los Maestros, the makers of great brands including Monte Cristo, Romeo e Giulietta, H. Upman, and many others. When you understand the hard work and skill that goes into crafting every hand-rolled cigar, you'll appreciate every new smoke even more. Finish the training and then pass the test to earn a true symbol of alpha male cigar knowledge, the Certificado de los Maestros. You already love premium cigars, but now you can take that appreciation to the next level. Visit CigarMaestro.com today. CigarMaestro.com is an exclusive premium cigar educational website for adults age 21 and up. Surgeon General Warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Made in the USA, America's alpha male-in-chief, Cigar Dave. All right, just a few moments, we'll be joined by Dutch Mandel of Auto Week talking about the big Detroit auto show, and I know that he has fired up a cigar up in the Motor City, so we'll get to him momentarily. Let's uh, rip off just a couple of calls. People have been on hold a little bit. First, let's go to Brad out in uh, Fresno, People's Republic of California. You are front and center. Long asses, General. Back at you, Brad. Sir, quick question. Um, I have a, a Diamond Crown humidor. I have some premium cigars. How long is too long to keep a cigar in a humidor? Is one year, five year, ten years, and why? The well, realistically, you can keep as long as it's properly humidified at the right temperature, seventy degrees, seventy percent ballpark. Uh, then you can keep that cigar forever. I mean, that, there are cigars that are now fifty, sixty years old. They do not age any further, really, after about 10 years. 10 years is about the optimal aging. But do we really want to wait 10 years to enjoy a cigar? I don't think so. So I would say one of the things I always recommend, if you buy a box of cigars, 
even if you put those cigars away, or maybe you smoke one or two of them now, but put them away in a humidor for at least six months, you will find a big difference after six months and a year. A remarkable difference. They just get that much smoother, just uh, that much more enjoyable. So I would say that you could certainly do that. The problem is most of us buy a box or we buy some couple of cigars. We want to enjoy them today or next week. We don't want to wait six months or a year. But if there is this particular cigar that you very much enjoy, buy a box or two. Take out a couple to put in your uh, short-term humidor, then get a long-term humidor and just stick them away. Now, whenever I buy a box of cigars, I always take a Sharpie and mark the month and the year that I purchased them. So that way, six months, a year, three years, four years, when I pull it out, I know exactly how long they have been aging. Oh, that's great advice. Thank you, sir. All right, Brad, here's what I'll do for you. Let me send you out some, uh, talk about some great cigars. I'm going to send you out the January Officers Club selection of La Gloria Cubana Estelis. I know that you will love these. Stick these in your humidor. Thank you, sir. All right, let's say hello to Tom right here in St. Petersburg, listening on 1250 WHNZ. You are front and center, Tom. Long Ashes General. Back at you. question. A couple of days ago, I got some, somebody gave me some cigars. They were called Because. Yes. And uh, the one, well, two things, you know, tell me something about them. But I noticed that the uh, cellophane was open at the bottom. Is there any reason for that? You mean the cellophane at the bottom wasn't? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. When they put a cigar in, uh, in any cellophane, they don't normally seal that. They may turn it over, but there's no glue or anything else usually at the bottom because you want to make it easy to remove the cigar from the cellophane. The cellophane is there for one reason, to protect the cigar. That's really it. Oh, okay. Because I was just wondering about that. I looked at that, but can you tell me something about it? Because I was trying to find out, sure. you know, on the, the internet, and I can't find too much. Yeah, that's made by uh, the Great Cliff Cigar Company down in the Bahamas. Uses an Ecuadorian wrapper, Indonesian binder, and I think Nicaraguan with some Honduran fillers. Comes in two sizes: a torpedo and what they call the triple robusto, which was six by fifty-four uh, in, in uh, ring gauge. About seven and a half, eight dollar cigar, medium flavored. It was one of their more value priced cigars. Definitely very bright. Got that orange type of uh, box. Good cigar. Can't go wrong. And here's what I'll do for you, Tom. I'm going to send you out some uh, Perla del Mars from J.C. Newman, a very nice Nicaraguan made, uh, mild to medium flavored stick. Let's go to Bill before we go to Dutch Mandel of Auto Week. Bill, you are front and center joining us from Palm Springs, People's Republic of California. There is a great deli in, in, in Palm Springs, Bill, called Sherman's. I know. I've eaten there many times. I love that place. I was there at a convention about uh, seven years ago. I ate, I kid you not. I ate there every single day for at least one meal for about four days. The food was phenomenal. Oh, they have great. But I, I called the number one to, to tell you that I'm really proud of you. You're smacking down really hard against the enemies of pleasure. And we need that. We need your voice. We need more people like that. And I just wanted to say I'm proud of you. And I was going to ask you a question. Is it better to, when, like, when I get a cigar, should I uh, put it in the humidor? Should I take it out of the wrapper? Or should I just uh, leave it in the wrapper? What's, no, what's take it out. Well, if you're putting it in the humidor, take the cellophane off. And the reason is, as that cigar ages, you want those oils to be released to the wrapper of the cigar. When that happens, if you have the cellophane on there, what happens, you'll look after a number of months, you'll see the cellophane gets like a yellowish type of hue. That's all the oils that are being trapped. You want the oils to be released. You want the cigar to properly age. You want to get a light white plume on the cigar, which looks like a little talcum powder. So right. take those the cellophane off. What you could do, go out and buy yourself a nice leather cigar case that has room for anywhere between two to five cigars. That way, your cigars are protected if you're out and about and you don't have to worry about damaging the cigar. Now, 
Now, Bill, what kind of dog do you have? It sounds like a I, chick dog. I've got a little weenie dog and a little uh, a little uh, uh, part Pomeranian and part. That's uh, another little. They're too small. They're they're barking. But, uh, Bill, those Bill, those are not dogs. Those are glorified cats. Yeah, they're glorified. Uh, yeah, cats. Bill, we're gonna have to have a little uh, 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 conversation about the proper dogs for alpha males to have. I have a German Shepherd. I will not have any any Pomeranian mix is not in this general's lexicon. But we will have remedial dog breed training at another time. Bill, here's what I'll do for you. Let me send you out some uh, some. Uh, what do you like? A mild to medium or a medium to full? medium perfect i'm going to send you out some of these new kismet cigars from uh, royal gold cigars beautiful cigar just released a few months ago incredible cigar medium flavor made down the dominican republic you're going to love these great packaging bill they're coming your way without any delay let's say hello to fellow cigar connoisseur and uh, auto expert dutch mandel from the motor city and auto week magazine autoweek.com dutch how are you Long Ashes, General. How are you, man? Back at you. I have to say that I've been watching Auto Week's coverage all week. And you know what my favorite article about the Detroit Auto Show was? You'll never guess. The um, the hostesses. Yes, the women of the Detroit <laughs> Auto Show. Let me tell you, yes, some lovely dames lovely. <laughs> that would make a wonderful addition to my uh, to my harem. There's no. In fact, I will tell you that uh, there's two in front of, uh, look like a... Um, I don't know if that's a Plymouth or a Dodge Dart. It's the uh, Hemi Challenger. Yeah. The Hemi Challenger, uh, a brunette and a blonde, very bodacious, yeah. very lovely. And I would say go-go that, uh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they had the go-go boots, so it's going a little bit uh, retro. But they would make wonderful additions to my harem. Not just one, but both. Showing. Can't go wrong with either of them. So I, 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 that was a nice. I'm glad you put that in the coverage because it was a nice well, little change. I'm delighted that you like that. It's it, we should all have bookends. We should, no question about it. So tell me, Detroit Auto Show probably, you know, the big. That is the really big auto show. A lot of things are released. And my first question is, how many of the concept cars that we see at the Detroit Auto Show have actually turned into production vehicles or derivatives thereof? Well, it's really interesting because uh, early on in the 50s and 60s, you know, you saw wild, wild cars that absolutely had no place on the public roads. And uh, it was part of the enthusiasm uh, and the exuberance of America. Uh, As uh, money got tight and these uh, show cars, uh, to build them and manufacture them, got more and more expensive, the manufacturers used the show cars to act as sort of a focus group. and so this year we probably saw only two or three vehicles on show stands that will not get built. So if you take a look at, the, for instance, the Nissan on our site at AutoWeek.com, you take a look at the Nissan IDX or you take a look at their uh, midsize sports sedan, the IDX is going to be built, and uh, the sports sedan is going to be the new Maxima. Now, what does that look like? I'm, I'm just looking here. I'm trying to search for that. What, uh, what does that car look like? The IDX looks like uh, a, a sort of uh, glorified, and you'll remember this, uh, if, if from the, the uh, mid-'70s, the Datsun 510, very boxy, yep. um, uh, an, an entry-level um, uh, performance car, actually turned out to be one of the great race cars in uh, sports car racing in America, uh, and... Um, uh, Paul Newman raced one. Uh, they, they were really great cars. So the IDX is, is very much a reinterpretation of that. And the uh, Nissan, the, the Maxima, is 
It's got its own sort of look and feel. It's going to be a sort of a BMW 5 Series fighter for um, uh, Nissan. I think what it says is Nissan wants to go back to being a, um, a performance car company, the four-door sports cars. Am I wrong in saying that the big news out of the Detroit Auto Show this year was the launch by Ford of the new 2015 F-150 pickup that has been totally redesigned? You are not wrong at all. It is. It was um, an extraordinary vehicle. It is an extraordinary vehicle. It's a significant vehicle, as you can imagine, beyond belief because of, one, the number of uh, F-150s that Ford sells. Uh, and the importance of it is that... Um, 700, 750 pounds have been taken out of it thanks to the use of aluminum. Uh, and that is huge, huge in the sense that it's going to be great for the environment, huge in the sense that uh, with their uh, um, their turbocharged uh, four-cylinder engine, they're going to be able to get 40 or 30 miles to the gallon. Um, it's going to save, uh, it's going to help the environment and still be tough. It's a great truck. We, in fact, AutoWeek editors, chose that as the most significant introduction of the auto show. Now, when we talk about aluminum, I'm thinking Reynolds wrap, but that's not the case. Yeah. Aluminum is actually, uh, I heard uh, Alan Mulally talking about that aluminum is actually stronger than steel. Is that true? Yeah, it, it, and uh, if you think about this, there have been a number of cars that have been uh, uh, built and manufactured of aluminum. Uh, Jaguars, uh, Land Rover has been built out of aluminum since 1948. So these things are sturdy. These things are tough. Of course, I'm sure Ford's uh, competitors would like you to think of aluminum foil, but um, uh, I would uh, I would watch closely the uh, Alcoa share price in the next few days. Really? Well, I think more and more vehicles are going to have to do this as we go to a federally mandated uh, fuel economy standard of 54 and a half miles to gallons for car fleets. Um, they're going to have to get lighter. They're going to have to be more efficient. And the only way you do that is you take weight out, and you do that with uh, going with aluminum. Well, you know, it's interesting because that's a very big benchmark to hit. And so my question is this. We have more natural gas in this country than Saudis have oil. And my question is, and we see this, that a number of bus fleets and government fleets are powered by natural gas. And I watched Boone Pickens, and he said, look, if we had natural gas, we'd be – Talking about the equivalent of about a buck seventy-five a gallon uh, for the equivalent uh, amount of fuel. Why do we not go towards natural gas? It is cleaner. It's more efficient. It's safe. Well, we have natural gas, and there are some natural gas fleets running around. Unfortunately, trying to um, contain the natural gas. I mean, you've got. You're right. You got bus fleets, and they're large vehicles, and you've got. Um, UPS trucks that are running, and they're large vehicles, so they can have an overly large tank that can hold on to the, the CNG. Ford has got a number of uh, CNG vehicles, as does Honda, um, but the tanks have to fit pretty much in the trunk, so you can't compress, you can't get as much energy out of the same size of, uh, uh, of, of a, a compressed natural gas as you can out of uh, a gas tank or, or out of uh, gasoline. So um, we're gonna we're looking at CNG. There are any one of a number of other things. Hey, diesel! I just uh, drove uh, a diesel sport utility from um, um, the Motor City down to South Carolina. Uh, got 24 uh, and a half miles to the gallon. Loaded up 
and uh, was going 70 to 80 miles an hour. So diesel is a great alternative. But, but diesel is also more expensive now, and, and uh, a lot of people think of the old diesel where it's very, very dirty and smelly, but that's changed. But still, it's more expensive at the pump. Yeah, it's more expensive. It's depending upon the whims and fancies of the uh, the oil companies, whether or not it's uh, uh, 30% more expensive, you do get about 30% uh, greater uh, fuel economy, so it goes further. You can go further, evening it out in that respect. Also, the engine is the car. The life of the car is likely to be greater because of the you know less volatile explosions going on in the uh, in the engine, so they last longer. And uh, one could argue that it goes 30% further, maybe even more. Um, it's a function of supply and demand. The the diesel is just not being manufactured to the degree uh, that uh, gasoline is. And uh, so if, in fact, we wanted to to uh, incentivize people, I hate that word, but if give incentives to people to buy diesels, that could be done too. Our guest is Dutch Mandel of AutoWeek.com. We're talking about the uh, new cars launched at the big Detroit Auto Show. We're talking about cars in general. If you want to join us, jump on 877-DAVE-007. When we come back, we'll talk about some of the other exciting cars that were launched uh, at the Auto Show, the 2014 Auto Show. I know there's a new Corvette Z06, and there is, uh, I think Chrysler's got some uh, cars. There's a whole bunch of stuff that we will talk about as we continue. Final and concluding segment of this edition of The Cigar Dave Show is next. Follow the General all week long on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave and click like. Like. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now. CigarRights.org. 
Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Before we get back to Dutch Mendel of Auto Week, talking about the Detroit Auto Show, have to extend a big Cigar Dave congratulations to the Park School of Buffalo, the Park Pioneers, my beloved alma mater in Buffalo, defeated the evil enemy, Nichols School, last night. 77-75, upset win. The uh, leading score was uh, at 23.8 seconds by Park Pioneer Fred Foster, And in the final 10 seconds, he added two crucial steals and a foul shot to give the Park Pioneers a big win. Nothing brings this general more pleasure than to see my Park Pioneers destroy the evil enemy, Nichols School. They walk around with their little geeky-looking N. Nichols ties. Ugh, hate even being around that joint. But Park came up big, very proud of the Pioneers. We hate Nichols. We despise them. We hate the sons of bitches. And glad that we won last night. And I'm celebrating all weekend in their honor. So congratulations to the Park School Boys Varsity Basketball Team. Let's go back to Dutch Mandel of AutoWeek.com. Dutch, now... I know that Corvette is going to be launching a new, uh, I'm going to say a new cigar, a new car in 2015, (laughs) but uh, there's a whole bunch of cars that are kind of being previewed, so give us a quick synopsis, quick rundown of them all, please. Yeah, I'll try to do that very quickly for you. Uh, Obviously, what you're talking about, the Z06, after launching the the Stingray, that gets 625 horsepower and uh, 635 foot-pounds of torque, very fast, very fun. Uh, the uh, the car that a lot of people were looking at was the Porsche 911 Targa. It's got probably the most convoluted top mechanism, but it looks like the old Targa from the 1970s, which a lot of people love, and uh, it'll go 0 to 60 in just under 5 seconds, which is not a bad deal. Uh, Cadillac introduced the, the new uh, coupe, an uh, ATS, small thing, looks good. Um, the the biggest news about that was they took the wreath off the badge and redid the wreath, which okay, some people like wreaths, I guess not. Uh, if you're on the uh, European side, Mercedes, it was a kind of a banner year for Mercedes at the auto show. They introduced the new C-Class, an entry-level um, uh, sedan. Uh, it looks exactly like the new S-Class, which is a stunning bit of uh, high technology. Um, and is going to be the underpinnings for the new Maybach, which is kind of interesting. They also have the CLA, which is an entry-level vehicle. So here are cars at both ends of the spectrum for under $30,000. And along with that was a GLA, which is the sport utility built off of this small platform. Uh, The Koreans didn't disappoint. They had their – the Hyundai Genesis really is an extraordinarily good-looking car, and um, while, you know, you say Hyundai and good-looking, it could never have been said uh, about a generation ago. Uh, Infiniti introduced its Eau Rouge Q50, 
with the help of uh, Sebastian Vettel, who is the four-time world champion race driver. Uh, this year, let me just tell you the feel walking into the show. Within five minutes, everybody was excited. Really? They got a sense that the auto industry was back. They're going to sell by most estimates. And we're trying to be conservative here because we've had our, our we've been kicked in the ass often enough. 16.4 million unit sales. Now, General Motors, in its, when it was in deep trouble, could make money at $10.5 million. So everybody is making money. Everybody's bringing out the big guns. Everybody's got some great cars. Yeah, hey, Dutch, and, real quick, talking about that, I mean, since uh, we as taxpayers, I think uh, we lost $10, 12000000000 billion on that GM deal, shouldn't we all get a free car, those of us that are taxpayers? Well, no, because you also remember, as I do, that uh, we gave them uh, $11 billion before even the tax stuff came in. So we should all get a, a free car left, right, and center. But uh, I, am, uh, I am a big proponent of... Uh, of uh, seeing what they can do now after uh, the, the, the worst has been handed to them. Hey, Dutch, so, we've got a quick call um, from, uh, let's go to Mike in uh, Decatur, Alabama. Mike, your question, please, real quick. Hi, Dave. Long ashes to you. Back at you. Hey, uh, I've been listening to your show off and on about a year now, as much as I can, and uh, I've been, about the time I started smoking cigars, and uh, today is, is a, a very special day for me because being a uh, Navy sailor, I like rum. And uh, I also love the Serie R. Well, my, uh, I just want to let you know that. My question for the uh, about cars, so I, I restore classic cars. Re- real quick, Mike, you got 20 seconds. Go. All right. The, the new uh, retro cars that are coming out, are, are we seeing more of those coming in the, in the near future? Or are we just going to keep with the same ones that, are, that each, each company has put out so far? Dutch, go ahead, real quick, yeah. 10 seconds. Yeah, no, I think that manufacturers are going to look back at some of the legacy designs, but I don't think it's going to be retro forever. Hey, Dutch, tell you what, we're, we're, we're out of time. It goes quickly, but I'd like to bring you back here probably next month where we have a little bit more time where we can talk in depth about some of the cars to be on the lookout. And by the way, lieutenants, we will post uh, the link to autoweek.com. We've already tweeted out a lot. Dutch is the main guy. Dutch, I've got some cigars coming your way. I appreciate you joining us. Awesome. Thank you very much. All right, Dutch Cigar Dave, the general saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. And to Kathleen Sibelius and all the other enemies of pleasure, you have picked the wrong group of alpha males to screw with.